You are now entering the Pandemic Podcast. This is the pandemic. What is it? The pandemic experience? <laughs> podcast. podcast. This is the pandemic podcast. I'm Dustin. And I'm Johanna. And today we're doing a book study, right? Yes. <laughs> we were, we we're going to do a book study. And then we just said, let's And then we were going to do a podcast, <laughs> but instead we're doing... It's uh, a, 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 like a joined up. It's like that commercial, like, did you put my chocolate, your chocolate, yeah. or my peanut butter? Did you put my peanut butter in my chocolate? That's it. What? What? Great idea. A book study podcast. Yeah, book study podcast. <laughs> so, and it's for... Um, this new book that a lot of people who are doing healing work are talking about, How to Do the Work, by Nicole LaPerry? LaPera? Yeah, some some name that we can't pronounce. The Holistic Psychologist. She's the Holistic Psychologist on Instagram. Basically, her Instagram is what made her, like, become successful and or enough attention to write a book. Yeah. So that's an interesting way to go into... It, it is. The world she just was speaking what people really needed to hear. Yeah, basically, she was a th- a, a psychologist or, or psychotherapist. Yeah, a psychotherapist. Um, and then through her, even when she was in school, and now her practice, she just started to realize that body, mind, and spirit was true. It was a real thing that we are connected, and that you can't treat one without considering the other they that they make like a tripod of our world and if you're only doing one it's out of balance which is what i've always said about like uh autoimmune diseases and all these things that people talk about like if there's probably a greater everybody has gut issues right yeah and then like but trauma and gut issues are you have to go to two different locations right and those people it. don't talk to each other right i know just like i was watching this show on netflix called the most unknown really interesting they took nine different scientists and different like the best in each field field and then they would have one go and interview the other and then the one that was interviewed would interview so the it was like a, a chain it was a chain Ooh. so it was like a, it's, called? it's the most unknown i it's, need to watch that it's mind-blowing wow so it's like a particle physicist or it's like uh i forget who studies dark matter uh-huh. but like those guys and then so the dark matter guy would go and interview like a microbiologist. And so like dark matter is particles that are floating around that they don't understand. There's no like explanation. And then the microbiologist was like in this little pond. Right. Tons of of things. We only know like there's a small part that we understand and it's called the Arcani or something like that, which is a large portion of the cells. That we don't even know what they are. So right. it's a kind of like dark, dark matter, matter, right? Wow. So, yeah. And then they go and talk to each level of like... Then they talk to a um, person that's studying consciousness. So they see like the connections. They see the connections, yeah. And then they get excited because they're all nerds. Then they start seeing the connection that they're not even... He's like, we wouldn't even think to study that. We're studying 
particles. I love that. Right? That's and you're amazing. studying like pond water. <laughs> and then there's the guy who's actually studying consciousness and he hooks up the person to the brain. That's called something, you know, like um, a Venn diagram. Like it's two different things and where you where they match is where they, you know, they, they'll show like a circle of like women in politics and then like, uh, I don't know, uh, women that are Jewish and something like that. And then there's like the crossover like there's always a connection and a crossover always so a venn diagram shows where that crosses over so that's what like it, yeah for, for science they're just doing lots of venn diagrams black dark matter connects to microbiology which then connects and then there may be a point where they all connect like they're all sciences based things yeah so they connect there so where else do they connect right? yeah it's a really brilliant idea but um, that's all cool i like that yeah so she kind of, I think, is doing that same idea of like taking yes. like the brain and studying the mind and then saying, well, there's also all this like physical stuff that's happening that maybe is related. So that's why it's the holistic psychologist, which right. is all my like research and study to, to overcome my trauma from the past has led me to read all these books. And I've come up with the same conclusion that like everything in my body um headaches throat clearing like all somehow relates to the trauma that i had mm -hmm. so and we've only read the beginning so we're i'm gonna go through and just see you just tell me if there's anything you highlight well i highlighted this um and this is just i think in the preface part but she says she's talking about how she kind of came to this and she said i realized that there's a disconnect among mind body and soul. Uh, I realize the disconnect between mind, body, and soul can manifest as sickness and deregulation. I discovered that our genes are not destiny and that in order to change, we have to become consciously aware of our thought patterns and habits, which have been shaped by people we care for and have cared for by the most, or been cared for by the most. I discovered a new and wider definition of trauma. One that takes into account the profound spiritual effects that stress and adverse experiences in childhood can have on the body's nervous system. And have you noticed that in your life that you... Yes, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I think because I have kidney failure, things that talk about sickness <clears throat> definitely I can strongly relate to. And I, I know for a fact, like, I mean, I did go to the well last year. You had gifted me with that. Yeah. And, like, kidney failure and all that stuff was about lack of lust for life. And I definitely, I was so numb. I just numbed out and and victimed myself, victimized myself into, like, not doing anything. So, um, and is connected on, and it is the trauma that I never was even aware I had. So... All of those things spoke to me. And that's what I was saying about the part that I was reading. This emotional addiction. Yeah. Um, that's a little bit of what... When you were running on that fight or flight, like when you had to like sleep on couches and you had to do... You were, you were feeding these stress hormones yes. to your body. Yes. That's what and victimhood does. Yes. That's yes. what I'm just realizing right now. Like being a victim is like, something's happening to me. It's so bad. I'm going to be this. And then like... 
Because that's what this is saying here, this emotional addiction. Let me read first. I'm skipping ahead, but the only other thing ahead. the only other thing I read that I highlighted was in the very beginning, and I don't even remember what it is, so I'm just gonna read it. Okay. <clears throat> um, I met my inner child, learned how to reparent her, examined the trauma bonds that were holding me hostage, learned how to set boundaries, and began to engage with the world with an emotional maturity that I had never known was possible, as it had been entirely un- an unknown state to yes. me. Yes, yes. And so I'm at, I feel like I'm at the beginning of those changes. I'm learning how to reparent myself and 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 recognize them. Those yeah. those trauma bonds and how I repeat them. We're in early recovery of <laughs> of life. codependency, <laughs> trauma bonding, love addiction, <laughs> love bombing, drama sex addiction, addiction, just drama in general, drama in general, victimizing ourselves. Yeah, all that poverty yeah. consciousness, yeah. which we dealt with last year. Yeah. Um, so we're going through the gambit, I guess they call it, right? Yeah. Like we're really <laughs> we're jumping in with both feet and hoping we can swim. <laughs> But I know I can. <laughs> and this is the outcome of that. Yes. Is to right. experience the world with boundaries. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's like my um, acupuncturist says, like, when you start to do this work, you start to have an adult conversation with life. Yes. And that's what you and I, we're like, yeah. just, we're like, just learning how to talk. Right. Adult language. <laughs> so. You're almost 50 year olds <laughs> learning how to talk like an adult. Yeah. But at least I'm learning, like. Like I used, I think I used to go, I think that was part of my victimhood story was like, I just, it's always too late. Like I've already missed my chance or like, poor me. I didn't learn until I was almost 50 or whatever, whatever it is. That is part of my like victim story rather than being like doing it now. This is great. Like, yeah, I I think this is the right time. It is the right time. I don't, I mean, I I don't know either, but. Who's going to do it in their 20s? Like, I don't know. That doesn't... I think I that you ripen at a certain age. That's and true. Either you can decide to never deal with your shit right. and stay an addict. Right. Like, your parents are never yeah. going to come out... My mother's no. never going right. to come out of her stuff. So, they're just, like, continuing the unconsciousness until the end of their life when right. they'll die and become completely conscious, I guess. But we're the bridge and we're the ones who are waking right, up, you right. know, and like I hear the kids, I hear that the kids who are coming in, like these millennials, and even though they're annoying with a lot of their stuff, um, they don't fall into victim, like, th- like they see us, this like capitalistic slave mentality and we're right. like overworking and they look at us and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, right. why would you do that? Why right. are you so exhausted doing something you don't want to do? Right. So they're just not falling for that old thing. But I can imagine that they're being traumatized by us being victims of that mindset. Right. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. this trauma stuff's going to be many generations yeah. unpacking. So I guess I'll just, you want me just to read this yeah, small we, part yeah. about, yeah, yeah, and then we'll just dive into this that. This is the emotional addiction part. Yeah. You yeah. want to just, you can read along with me. Yeah. You want to mm-hmm. just, so you, yeah. So emotional addiction, when trauma is not properly addressed, it is left to drive out narratives and shape our auto, autonomic responses. Our mind and body become reliant on the strong physical response that comes from the release of neurotransmitters associated with that experience and solidify it in the neural pathways of our brain. 
In other words, the brain learns to crave the feelings associated with the trauma response. This is the loop of emotional addiction. A typical day of emotional addiction might look like this. You wake up in the morning and dread washes over you. The alarm is buzzing and it's time to get up and get ready for work. I'm immediate, immediately you have the same thoughts you have every morning. It could be things like, I need coffee. My commute is 45 freaking minutes. I have to shower. I wish it was Friday. <laughs> you, I highlighted this part. Your mind is doing what it always does, providing you with the endless narratives of the many things you need to do, though you desperately wish you didn't have to. Mm. Before you have done them, um, your body responds to your stressful thoughts, your heart rate increases, your breath, your breath shortens, your nervous system upregulates, your stress hormones are released all before you've left the bed. Mm. So you wake up in stress, right? Yeah. On the way to work, there is traffic. You expect the traffic because it happens almost every day. But your mind still races with critiques about how you should have left earlier and how much you hate your commute. You experience a buildup of frustration and anger. Remember I said that psychological yeah. buildup? You build up um, a frustration and anger, which you discharge onto your coworkers once you get to the <laughs> office, right? We were just talking about that. <laughs> You, that's thinking out loud. Yeah. You complain to them and it feels good to be heard. But when you open your email, your heart starts racing again and your stomach tightens. You spend some more time venting, which again feels good. And the cycle of emotional activation continues. Yeah. When you arrive home, you're exhausted, which is normal response to a day of living on an emotional roller coaster. To relax, you reach for a glass of wine. Because you're exhausted, you're unable to present, be to be present and connect with your partner. You turn on Netflix and begin binge watching. The stressful crime show allows you to feel the same emotional yeah. spikes you felt all mm. day. You love the uncertainty and the way it leaves you on the edge of your seat. You feel somewhat content and more relaxed because of the wine and eventually fall asleep on the couch. Wake up at 2 a.m. and then throw yourself into bed just to repeat the same pattern when you wake up. Mm. Fuck, is she watching people? Like I, I know. Can we stop her? I, it's, it's so true that it's making me lightheaded. <laughs> no, for real. It's making me lightheaded. It's that same thing like when we were getting like messages where my crown chakra opened up and I got received. Like I just feel so seen that I was lightheaded. <laughs> The like truth I, is too much. Yeah. You took too big of a hit yeah. of the truth. <laughs> I know. I want to drag well, my I, highlighter I, the whole I mean, time. I know. I really. I was really lightheaded. Shit. So I mean, I think that that we can even talk about that because there's only there's only there's another page and a half. It's fine. Well, I think we could stop for a minute and talk just about that. Yeah, because I mean, just we could jump to where she talks about um. Because it's kind of going over like we're seeking that 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 we're seeking seeking that little hit of like drama or whatever. Then she said, um, "When I wasn't in my emotional addiction cycle, I didn't feel like me. My body was so accustomed to adrenaline." cortisol and other powerful hormonal responses that I continued to unconsciously seek them in adulthood to repeat that na uh, emotional baseline established in childhood. Without them, I felt bored and agitated. Bored and agitated, right? And that's, that's why she, 
that's why I would nitpick when things were calm in my romantic relationships, throw myself into panic about upcoming work I was tasked to complete, or put, push myself into a state of anxiety while trying to unwind and relax. My body was feeling uncomfortable and pulling me back into the familiar stress of my childhood. So right there could be like <clears throat> a therapy session. Yeah. For someone who like yeah. has never really realized that they're on this Blue. hamster wheel yeah. of addiction and that, you know, that's why I'm on this 5-HTP, you right. know, like... I'm because cortisol, like I think it robs your serotonin. Mm -hmm. It takes away that because you're being overloaded with a stress hormone. Right. So there's a physical part of your brain that's being manipulated as well. So to break this addiction is hard. You got to reorganize the patterns of your brain. Right. So because I mean I can't even tell you how my childhood was extreme fight or flight you know that's why i'm writing the book it's just it's just for me to like say like because i think nina the other day was like i don't and i asked lira last night too we went to dinner and nina was like i don't really remember a lot of my childhood like you know it's kind of just like went along and and she's like you remember every detail and she goes i think that's because it was so traumatic and I was like, I think you're right. Like, everything that happened was like, fuck, somebody's fighting. Somebody's bleeding. Somebody's <laughs> going to the hospital. Oh, my God. My, we can't find my father. Right. He's, he's got a, a, a briefcase handcuffed to his fucking wrist <laughs> right. on a Tuesday. Right. <laughs> what is going, you know, like, I'm, right. I wake up in the middle of the night at the airport. Like, right. of course a six-year-old is going to remember yeah. something. I see my dad getting physically thrown out of a out of the airport lounge in the middle of the night when I thought I fell asleep in my bunk bed. Like, from that moment to that moment, for a six-year-old, you're going to remember, right? So it's like this, so I'm writing it down almost as a service of like, if I remember all this, I should write it down because now I can look at it as like this grid of like my baseline is... Up, down, up, down, mm -hmm. no certainty whatsoever. So the drug that I have is like, yeah. if I'm in a relationship, I have jealous thoughts. And what do those jealous thoughts turn into? Fights. Right. Or I desire it. I want to look in her emails. I want to like, you, you know. want to feed it. I want to feed it. Yeah. yeah I want like, want. why is things not going right. wrong? Like, right. why are we not in a situation where we're <laughs> fighting or, and not even fighting, but just like, why am I not feeling that adrenaline of like. Right, and even as you talk about it, I can obviously people can't see you right now, but I can see it in your it like it's coming off of you in waves as you talk yeah. about it. That's what our th- we have the same therapist, so yeah. She says when I'm in my head, my uh, my arms are up here. Yeah. Right, like yeah. you start. T- yeah. Like the ego has all this you're expression. Like, yeah, give it to me, give it to me. Yeah, you start going into that, yeah. and then when you're calm, your body is totally different. So yeah. that's this whole book about being the body and the mind. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. So we almost read the whole thing. I mean, basically, she says, In my childhood home, for example, stress and fear ruled. Those feelings bound bound us together and provided a stand-in for emotional intimacy, which was largely absent. Instead of connecting authentically, we connected over drama and pain, frantically coming together over each new crisis. Mom's health, a rude neighbor... The down times when we didn't experience these feelings felt dull in comparison to jolts of outrage, fear, and anger. 
That was exactly my childhood. Yeah. Exactly. My mom getting beat up by a boyfriend was like every other day, throwing her in the house, you know, like breaking her leg. Like, I can't even tell you. Like, so all of that, no intimacy. Right. So what do we connect over? We connect over that. God, this is so interesting because all my dreams that I'm bringing to my therapist all has that like, you know, that feeling that my family had. Like my mother was always like, (laughs) (laughs) all the time. She's still like that, right? Just like that. Yeah. Like a crazy Mm. and feeds off of it like a drug. Like she drinks tons of wine, smokes tons of cigarettes and is emotionally addicted to her chemicals in her brain. Wow. So it's like, it's good to know this, but fuck. People can barely put alcohol down. I know. Now you're going to be like, yeah, all that stuff that you can like ask somebody like, can you help me? Like, I'm going to throw that down the drain, right? Right. Now you can't take that brain out and squeeze that stuff. It's in your fucking brain. You have to, you have to do the work. You so this do book the work. is how to do it. And so this is how to get out of those emotional, addictive cycles. And even to realize, like you said, you didn't even realize that your home life wasn't No, I didn't because because I didn't have those, like, what seems like real drama. One thing we had was, like, this, like, almost, well, unhealthy, unconditional love, but with nothing else. You know what I mean? My parents weren't present. They had their own addictions that seemed like minimal. They weren't crack addicts selling their bodies or, you know, doing whatever, but they, you know, they didn't have pot. They were pretty pissed off. And my dad drank every day. Did he get up and go to work and have that pride of like, oh, I still go to work every day. Yeah, but it was like a sickness that was just kind of not ever talked about. And while my parents are very intellectual and quote unquote smart people, um, there was so much, there was like discussions and seemed like, oh, intellectual stuff, but it was tinted with like, oh yes, we, my parents have studied things and like, you know, almost like fake enlightenment. Like, like we're on the edge of being like, I am going to be an enlightened person and help my kids be enlightened with just like, here's the knowledge without the understanding or something That's like good. that. That's good. That's a good way to put right? it. Here's the knowledge without, Yeah. Yeah, and I always think about that. Families who tote, like, all this, like, like they're so smart because they've read these books. And I always I, I always thought this, even when I was little, I thought, like, you're just talking about someone else's ideas. Right. Where's your ideas? Where, where's your, your interpretation or your integration of it? Yeah. Because, because, and I think, because I am this, and more and more realize it, can see, and we all can, we're just often blind to it, can see the falseness in people. So it always felt false that it was like, here's this big idea, but I don't do anything in my life that indicates that I'm trying to make it a real integration into my life. And that takes to work. And so what what is the work for you? Well, right. So for me right now, the work is, um, well, being so aware of it has helped like that court, like I, I still go into fight or flight a little bit, but I don't look for those things. And the biggest example I have is with my ex-husband. 
he would call, I would see his name ringing on my phone and I would instantly be like, what do I have to fix? What's wrong? Like, know that there's some big problem that's about to happen. And now he rings and I'm just like, okay, it's him. Got to interact with him. Not my circus or my monkeys. Yeah. You can choose how to respond. I can choose how to respond and it doesn't immediately shoot me into, and even something as simple as the my daughter's school calling me used to just like oh my god what happened and now it's just like oh they just need a paper signed you know like I I don't yeah. immediately jump to like the most horrific thing that might have happened or fear of that so that to me is just like continuing to be aware of how my reactions and one of the things you had said to me along in this past year that you've gotten from the acupuncture is that like feelings are just temporary and I'm like aware of like when I'm having a bad feeling it's just going to be a temp it's, it's not there forever where I used to just be attached to that bad feeling and and almost hope it lasted forever in like a weird like sadistic way self-sadistic way that like if it lasted forever it can still be that victim or something like it could help me play out that victimhood yeah I have that same feeling about when I have thoughts I I move into them almost like I like it. I, well, like I, I can't you're putting, explain that. that. You're putting that warm, comfy jacket back on because it's like a very familiar feeling. Um, because, yes, you do like it. Because, it's be- because it is familiar to this yes. family bonding through these... Uh, um, cycles of drama and pain and upset and upset unknown and so wow that's weird so i'm really because this is really i can pinpoint down to the to the thing i want to ask god about you can't that's what i that's where i go with my as soon as i learn about new stuff i'm like okay so i'm it's like i have this big problem and i'm like paring it down and i'm like okay i see the nucleus right in the middle and that's the that's the point that's causing me suffering so, like, how can I address that point? Because it seems like that would unravel... All the rest. A lot of it. Exactly. All the rest. And what she says in here, which is, like, 100%, we were talking about it at breakfast, how, like, I, I tell you, I wake up and I think of the same thing every day. And that thing, it feels like it's literally like that character in Charlie Brown that walks around with the big dirt ball, yeah. Linus. Yeah. Is that his name? No, it's Pigpen. Is, the is dirt it Pigpen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how my thoughts are. They're right. like in the morning, they're just like kicking everything up and all of a sudden there's like all of this emotional energy in my brain, right? So, and my one therapist said, you got to write it down, which means you got to use your physical hand to release, to release it. it. Yeah. And I get that because yeah, yeah. it literally does. And then I spill that on to the person, my partner, whoever, and then it's like, damage is done right right? like and it continues that fucking cycle so i'm hoping that this book is going to teach me how to do the work how to do the work (laughs) around this exact chapter the trauma body yeah on so if you are listening you can read along with us on page 78 emotional addiction is where we are so we just have like three more paragraphs i'm just going to continue all right um some of my clients have described how the, the outrage they experience from watching the news actually makes them feel pleasurable, mm. charged. Okay, so we didn't talk about that. That's what I wanted to talk about, okay. too. That 
these Netflix documentaries are so popular, right? About like serial killers, crime things Podcast getting too. Right? And yeah. like and I was just going like what the fuck? And we even do we I fall know. asleep sometimes. We were we were watching the goddamn Woody Allen fucking Mia Farrell thing for four weeks, falling asleep to it. Right. Somebody else's fucking drama. It doesn't you know, that's how the addiction yeah, continues. Fed and fed. And fed. Yeah. So, this is true. Like, I can't... I've had people come to me that said, I can't stop watching the news. Mm. And Trump was a thing that was had people connected yeah, that was to a, that. Yeah, giant trauma. So, I think she's oh. also talking about this, too. Like, it, it makes them feel pleasurable, charged. Like, that's what my thoughts make me feel mm-hmm. pleasurable. And it's weird to say that because I don't like those thoughts. Well, and also, I mean, she says the next sentence is they want to feel the rush of anger or disgust. And this is the other part, and she might mention in a minute, that that you can judge somebody and what's something that seems so, like, righteously okay to judge somebody. Like, if they're a bad person, of course you don't murder ten people and, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's, of course, like, but You're it fills that kind of judgment which is you're on your second bottle of wine. Your kids on the fucking yeah, iPad. Yeah, days. and you're like, I'm not that bad. Right. I don't kill people. I didn't bury my family. <laughs> right. In an oil tanker. Right. Yeah, it's true. It is that. It is projection, right? There yeah. is some projection going on, and there's some like, well, the world is like, you know, more fucked up. Who right. gives a fuck? Like, well, and even in their anger and 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 disgust. That, too, is judgment. Like, oh, I fucking hate Trump supporters. Yeah. I'm angry at them. They're wrong. Like, that, that, you can, that you can justify your anger in the, like, judgment of others. It's true. Yeah, that's it. Boy, we, we find clever ways to judge yes. and to get angry. That's and why, I like... it. Yeah, that's why I get really... I can see it in the children who... Like, because I teach skateboarding classes. Yeah. And I can see the kids whose parents are teaching them how to do that. Because yeah. they come to a space and most of the kids are there to learn skateboarding and they're just having fun and they're in the moment. And then there'll be the one kid who's like, are you a Trump supporter? You like Trump? They start talking about politics. Kids should not even be aware of politics. I mean, and that's creating that adults, cycle. Adults, adults shouldn't be. I mean... Politics is so sick. It's, just... it's, it's part of that cycle. Yeah. It feeds yeah. that cycle of like, politics will always, it's like soap operas. Yeah. Every, how can, as the world turn, go on for... 40 fucking years or 40 fucking years. Because yeah. it's the same thing as politics. Right. They can rewrite something every single day. They'll just take the focus on abortion one day. The focus now is on, on mass shootings. Right. And then it'll be on Mitch McConnell right. thinks likes Trump today. He right. doesn't like Trump right. today. Yeah. What, you know, oh, the January 6th thing is, like, it's just fucking fuel I know. to keep us confused and agitated. Yeah. And divided. And divided. So, yeah, they want that rush of anger or disgust. It's the one thing that makes them truly feel because their body has become so accustomed to, to operating from a highly charged mm-hmm. baseline. Our relationships are another common place where we act out our emotional addictions. Fuck. <laughs> it doesn't say fuck in the book. <laughs> That's just Dustin's commentary. That's commentary. my punctuation. <laughs> Many of my clients find themselves in relationships with people who are unpredictable or unreliable. They were unsure of 
and unclear about their emotions, which leaves them feeling anxious. Most of their thoughts revolve around their love interests and how they feel about them. Any action or behavior the other person in, person engaged in be, became something my clients overanalyze. Intellectually, they were seeking a completely different kind of partner. They wanted someone who would commit and who would be clear about their feelings, yet they kept returning to the same relationship dynamics because it felt exciting. Addicted to the cycle of unpredictability and the powerful biochemical response they get from it. They couldn't pull away. <laughs> Damn. This is not fair. Like, I feel like she might be in my brain. She's in all of our brains, <laughs> I swear. Over time, as with other addictions, such as to sugar or mm-hmm. sex or drug or alcohol dependency, our body needs more and more intense experiences to receive the same chemical hit. Our subconscious leads us into situations where we can get that hit in increasingly powerful doses. Unpredictable relationships, news media that leaves us feeling scared and angry, social media that allow us to pick fights online. This is why when we are drawn, this is why we are drawn to vent to friends and chronically complain. Mm. These behaviors help us remain in a heightened state. Non-activated peace is dull and unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Our body and mind seek the familiar even if it's painful, and many of us are left ultimately feeling ashamed about and confused by our behavior. Drop the highlighter. (laughs) Drop the highlighter. (laughs) Oh, good. The next part, there's a coming full circle, and then the next part is, like, the work. Oh, good. So let's do a little bit of that. Do the work. Assess your nerve system deregulation. Okay, so... Step one, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to read step one? You'll read step two? Sure. And then that takes us to the end of this... This grouping? This chapter. Okay. Maybe we should just do step one. You'll roll alternate paragraphs. The only reason is that's a lot. And we're I don't start know how talking. many we're in, minutes we're in. We're at 33. Yeah. So and let's you have a facial? Do, I have a facial. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm so, I am taking care of myself. You're doing the work. I'm doing the work. But... And I think we're going to have stuff we want to talk about. So yeah. does that sound good right now? Maybe. We'll, well, let's just start. You start with step one. Step one, witness yourself. Nervous system deregulation is a term used to describe symptoms that come from repeated activation or extended periods of stress. Ideally, when you face a, a stressful situation head on, your nervous system becomes activated and then <laughs> returns to a baseline There's state of balance. There's another part of that. I just get activated. I would just get activated and be like, I feel like I was activated my entire life. Me too. I didn't know I you could return. To I'm just learned about baselines the other day. <laughs> Nina's like, my baseline is content. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> really? That exists? <laughs> right? I, I didn't know that. I did not know that you could feel content. Um, I always feel uneasy. So when you face a a stressful situation head on, your nervous system becomes activated and then returns to a baseline state of balance, which allows your body to rest and digest. This is where I bet your gut stuff comes in. Well, this is where COVID allowed me to rest and digest. That's right. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's that's what those first six weeks of COVID really allowed me. And I don't think without COVID, I would have been able to make any further real progress. That's why you're successful in meditation right now. Yes. You can't be successful in meditation unless you have time to rest. and You have to have some control over your nervous system. 
So this is step one in doing the work. Um, if your nervous system cannot regulate itself, however, you cannot recover yes. from stress and you may have the following symptoms. Yes. Okay. Possible psychological plus emotional symptoms. Activation symptoms. <laughs> fuck, here we go. <laughs> it doesn't say fuck. <laughs> it probably won't ever say fuck. <laughs> so just know it that it's us. <laughs> it never <laughs> says fuck in the whole book. <laughs> the fuck is just us. It's just us. Shame, guilt, yep. mood swings, yep. Yep. fear, panic, aggression, <laughs> anxiety, rage, terror, confusion, self-blame, overwhelm. Okay, so Fuck. the only one I don't... I felt ever, all those this morning. I, yeah, the only one I don't ever embrace is the rage, but that's why I'm working on my women's anger it's group. It's great, yeah. Because that is there. I just... Society has helped me tamp that way down, but I yeah. have it. It's yeah, there. I have it too. Yeah. I have it too. Um, yes. So check, check, check. Check, check, check on like all of said, those. This morning. Yeah, I had all those this morning. Shutdown symptoms: inability to connect to people or experiences, feeling spacey and numb, inability to think clearly, fear of speaking up or being seen. All of me. That is me. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Oh shit. <laughs> Um, it's not so much anymore because I did because of last year when I was able and have found my voice, but all of those things. And you that, kind of mistook, mistook spacey and numb for contentment, right? That's what you're yes, talking about this morning. Yes, absolutely. So possible physical symptoms. I like that she goes into yeah, physical symptoms. exactly. Well, it's mind, body, and soul. Like, Hypervigilant symptom, symptoms. Oh, fuck. I didn't sleep last night. I Insomnia, yeah, mm-hmm. nightmares, I jumpiness, yes. easy to startle. That's what I told Lyra when she yep. was like, don't you scare me. Right. Fear of loud sounds, yes. hate that shit. Trembling, shaking, no. I don't do that. Racing heart, yes. migraines, yep. digestive yes. issues, autoimmune disorder. <laughs> right. Tension symptoms, teeth grinding, yep. uh, yeah. Migraines, no. yes. Muscle tension yes. or aches, exhaustion, chronic fatigue. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> it's all me. God. <laughs> book is written on my heart <laughs> possible social symptoms attachment symptoms push pull or avoidant relationship patterns consistent yes. fear of abandonment yes. often resulting in clinginess or the inability to yes. be alone oh my God. emotional symptoms boundarylessness <laughs> or over overly rigid absolute boundaries without flexibility social anxiety irritability social withdrawal jesus for a week, spend some time tuning into your body each day. You can use the consciousness building exercise on page 37 to help you do this. Okay. Witness and note when you are experiencing any of the above symptoms okay. of your nervous system activation. Can I just have a sheet where I just put when I'm not feeling that? Sure. Well, because maybe. I always feel all that. <laughs> I, I guess. Then yeah, because I don't even know. Then like, maybe you can recognize when you're not feeling it and how do you duplicate those so maybe mm-hmm. that is what you need to do lots of ashwagandha is when i don't feel it okay i've had th- i've had acupuncture a few times where i'm like oh my god i feel relaxed like this is probably baseline how you're supposed to feel and then it doesn't last long doesn't last long at mm-hmm. all um step two restore balance to your nervous system achieving an awareness of your state of your state of nervous system activation will be an important part of your healing journey. Incorporating the following practices daily will help you regulate your nervous system. 
Over time, this practice will help you give the ability to engage with yourself, others, and the world in new ways. Choose one of these practices, practices to focus on each day and practice only to the degree of intensity or effort that feels comfortable. These, those of you who are already keeping a journal or notepad for this work may want to note how your body feels and responds to each practice. The first one is find your ground in the present moment. Find a smell, a taste, or a visual in your current environment. Practice actively focusing your full attention on those sensory sensory experiences. That's a really good one to do. Because you, you kind of already do that a little bit. You often have like a <clears throat> smell you're smelling or even like that you don't know if you're still doing it but where you carry your crystals in your pocket yeah that's like it's like what the way that they tell you when you're having an anxiety attack like smell something taste something hear something like get back to your body kind name of. things in the room name that things you in the see room. Yeah. yeah so it feels like that do a visualize the next one is do a visualization meditation close your eyes and take a deep breath Picture a white light coming from your heart. Repeat the words, I am safe and I am at peace as you place your hands on your heart. Do this three times throughout the day. First thing in the morning or right before bed is a great time for this. Again, you are kind of, I do that kind of, but... Yeah, I, I, I don't... Yeah, I, I do that out of desperation, but I, I... Honestly, I don't find that shit works. Okay. I don't like saying phrases. I'm just yeah, I'm kind of over the yeah, phrases. Yeah. But I get it. And some people, maybe they have a... Right. Maybe they're not so far from their baseline that they can just be like, I feel safe. Right, right. And it works. This is like throwing a bucket of water on an inferno uh, for uh, me. Right. It does nothing. That. But, but you know... I. Oh, this one also. We've talked about this one, the next one. I hear yeah. what you're saying. Be conscious about your consumption of information. When you consume information, your nervous system consumes it too. Be mindful on how you feel in your body as you consume various kinds of information. I feel like we're, we've done some of these things like with the like, the social dilemma really helped you get off of social media in a way that yeah. was feeding that before. You, you've done these things. Do you feel replenished or restored or depleted and fearful? Disconnecting from media that activates anxious feelings can be helpful. So I did that this morning. I woke, I couldn't sleep, so I woke up and I started watching, like, that the idea of, uh, the you know, the, the virus was creating in a lab right. in China. That's right. what I'm watching in the middle, in my bed. I'm watching all this stuff about getting upset, you know? Right. Like, they fucking... When the fuck they're gonna tell us? When is this gonna come out? Right. Like, when is this gonna be exposed? Right. <laughs> and then I yeah. Then I wake up. Yeah. This right. is I'm. It's really is bringing me to understand right now. At night I watch YouTube sometimes. Right. And I like I'll just watch like and I watch these like news things too where they're just like this person like is getting exposed or he's been canceled twice. Or I'll watch, like, gossipy stuff of right. the Kardashians or right. something like that. Yeah, it's like... But, I mean, I can't even stop feeding my fucking self <laughs> shitty foods. Right. I, no, I get it. I get it. All right. The next thing is find nature and witness it. Go outside and just experience any small aspect of the natural environment that is accessible to you. 
Notice the color of flowers, sit under trees, place your bare feet onto grass or into water, let the wind blow on your skin. Nature is a natural balancer of our nervous system and gives us a reset. As you begin to use these new tools to help restore balance to your nervous system, remember that small, consistent practice is key. Many of you have been living a lifetime in a dysregulated body, so healing, which will happen, will take time. Yeah. Then this is just journal stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's it. That, yeah. The take time is what I really need to, to understand, because I feel like I... I feel like it's those like, um, what is a slap a moles or whatever like oh, whack a moles. Yeah. Feels to me like it's like that. I'm like, oh yeah, I shouldn't be consuming that, so I delete TikTok, and then like I'm on YouTube all the <laughs> right, time. Right, right. So I'm like, oh, I deleted YouTube the other day, and then I'm like, you know, on Instagram constantly, just right. hitting it, just like oh right. Instagram, what's Instagram, what's Instagram, what's Instagram? Who, who posted? Who posted? Yeah, who like, posted? So like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is, like, a consistent. Yeah, it's it's hard, because I know all this stuff, and, like, I, I don't do a lot of it, and I don't know how to make that. I mean, I meditate. That's a new I, thing. I think you're, but I think you're slowly integrating those things, and I think the biggest thing is that you are aware of it. There's so many people that just consume, and they're just like, eh, like, gluttons for more shit in their body whether it's food or media or even just shitty television alcohol whatever just they want their i just seem like job of the hut eating but everyone's like that we all are yeah but at some i feel um you are and i know i am and i have other people that we know that are starting to do the awareness of it and even just this book and that it's gain popular that we are becoming aware of our yeah our like i don't know the awareness feels big because you can't do any work until you at least aware that you need to do the work yeah and, and at least being aware that your nervous system is like a car that's being revved really high all the time right that's how i am so like i never rest i can't i don't yeah. sleep i i'm up every second i can any sound anything that that's what everybody tells me around me. Like, I sleep, like, one eye open. Right. So, like, it never, I never get into that deep rest, but I'm also feeding myself constant TV. Right. I don't know what I would do without watching YouTube and, you know, it's like, because sometimes there's good stuff in there. Sometimes you learn stuff. Sometimes I watch stuff about this kind of healing. I've learned a lot of techniques. I've gotten through a lot of my confusion about things by watching TED Talks and all. And then I'm like, you know, Kanye West and then we're getting divorced. Right. Or, you know, like every, like, like we're going to have two masks for the next three years. Right. You know, that kind of stuff gets all of my adrenaline going. And then it's like this group that wants to meet and talk about not wearing masks. And I'm just, I'm turned off to all like the ways that humanity's trying to regulate themselves mm. you know they're trying to do things like that like let's start a resistance against people who wear masks like that doesn't feel good either feels like more of the same yeah you know it's like the opposite side like that's what i think is hard about our world is that because we've been so 
trained to like be in groups and us against them that there's not like there's not like an understand like a holistic way to look at it that it's all connected that it can't just it feels just as bad to be like wear a fucking mask or as it is don't wear a fucking mask like i'm gonna judge you because or you know like push back against you wearing a mask or not or i saw a guy on tiktok today because i put downloaded that again (laughs) And he was like, you know what I hate more than people who, who don't wear a mask? People who wear a mask with their nose hanging out. <laughs> he's like, he's dividing. He's even, something that's dividing everyone, he's dividing that. Right. He's like, I'm going to multiply and divide this fucking thing in half and be right. like, I fucking hate those people who wear, maybe they need to breathe for a second. I don't, you know, like, he's like, at least the ones that don't wear a mask, they're telling you they're blatantly assholes. Right. But the other ones are like, I'm an asshole, but I don't want to deal with the repercussions of being, you know, it's like, but this is what's going on. We're constantly being divided by our media, by each other. And so it's hard. It's hard to start to, I've been doing the work for a while, but it's hard to do the work. And then you turn around and the people that are surrounding you are not interested in doing the work. Right. That to me, that's a weird kind of feeling to be hyper aware. I've been hyper aware of my thoughts for a long time. Yeah. But then I'm around people who don't give a shit about how they think. <laughs> they might actually not even be aware they're having they They don't. No, they, they really don't. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people around here walking around. I see people jogging with masks on. Like, those people are not thinking. No. So the idea of not thinking is pretty popular on this planet. The idea of mindfulness... Not so popular. But hopefully what you're saying is true. Like this becoming popular, maybe there is this like new movement of people waking up. That's what I'm hoping for, you know, that... Cause, well, I, I mean, I, I feel pretty lucky that like the things that I... That I have a lot of access to, like I... I don't know, it's where I focus my attention. That the Sobers group is that for me, like... There's so many people in it that are, like, embracing the waking up. Because there's, like, a... There is such thing as a co-regulation. You know, like, if you're around somebody, like... I see my partner certain days of the week, and certain days of the week she's not here. And so when she's with me, I sleep the whole night through. Mm. Right? Because we co-regulate. So she has a baseline of contentment... I have a baseline of emotional addiction and, uh, you know, fear addiction, all of that. But when I'm around her, I kind of co-regulate to her energy and I sleep well, right? And so I just think about that, like, we co-regulate a negative, negatively with everyone when we mm-hmm. walk around. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, fucking heard about Trump starting his right. own social media <laughs> platform? Right. Right. Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't give a... F- I don't care. Why right. are we... T- why Why do why I have to I hear even, that at yeah. the national? Yeah. Why do I have to hear people talking about... It's all they care to talk about. And it's like, fuck, dude, there's so many things in the world, but you're just addicted. Yeah. That's why I said, like, politics is, is football for people who think they're smart. It is. It's just the same... Yeah. It's just, you think it's the same thing you're talking about. Intellectual, right? Like, yeah. I read Catcher in the Rye. Right. Yeah? Well, tell me about it. Right. And tell me how it made you feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. How do you relate like, to that character? Right. That's the thing. Like, people right. can spout all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I went to school. I just watched, um, we got 10 more minutes. Yeah. The, on Netflix, the, uh, the, the, that college scandal. 
Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That varsity yeah. blues or yeah. whatever yeah, it's yeah. called. Talk about get your blood going with that. Right. That's another thing. Like yeah. these, these rich fucks got nothing. They yeah. got like two months in jail. That Lori Loughlin right. is the same as all. Yep. They did. They did. They blatantly lied. They did all kinds of shit. The guy who did it all got busted. The FBI sat him down. They were they were tapping his phone <laughs> forever. They got. All all his information, everything he ever talked about, they played his voice back. He was done, like caught. And he's such a slimy person that he was like, okay. And he put as much enthusiasm as manipulating the system and talking everyone into paying him and having all these people on his like little payroll. Then he just switched that energy right into calling every single person with the FBI in the room and basically throwing them under the throwing bus. them under yeah. the bus like so he did it so well and he did every single person that's why all the convictions just started to come down like mm-hmm. usually it's like you find the lower man right and then it goes and then you up, get the dealer and, yeah, right. and then you're trying to get to the kingpin right. they found the kingpin and, and the kingpin is everybody. such a rat <laughs> that he just started going like yeah here's my I'll just start calling those people through it. Hello, hey. So, you know, remember when you when you when you paid me to pretend like your daughter was on the row team and they're like Yeah, I thought, yeah, that, yeah, why are you yeah, I remember that. I just wanted you to know that, you know, don't worry about that. He <laughs> was so obvious, but they were saying like if it was the mob, like the way he was talking, those they would have know right away. Right. They'd be like, "What the fucking rat? You, I'm gonna kick your fucking ass!" Yeah, but they were like, you. rich white people right, are like, so insulated and yeah. protected, and like they live in this bubble that they were just like, "Yeah, I understand. Of course, I'm not gonna tell anybody about that time you helped my daughter get in, right?" <laughs> and so they were saying like their rich, dumb Jesus. minds was the reason they all fell Jesus. into the trap because none of them could smell a rat right. when the rat was being so <laughs> obvious. When he was saying, hey, I'm calling you off to rat you out. <laughs> like, the FBI is listening right now, so <laughs> right. I want you to know. So say clearly yeah. <laughs> so that they can really hear you. Could you repeat your name three times? <laughs> Tell me what color underwear you're wearing today. Like, it was amazing. It was wow. that, That's what I saw in the end that they kind of wow. said. like These people, even though they get away with murder... They live in such a bubble wow. of like untouchability that they would shoot themselves in the foot. But in the end, they got nothing. It's crazy. That's the thing. The rich get away with everything. They so, really do. All right. So I think that's good. That's our book study. Okay. <laughs> we're now For exhausted today. because our, we're starting to come down off of our emotional so highs. <laughs> So it's how to do the work, recognize your patterns, heal from your past, and create yourself. The holistic psychologist. Um, And we'll we'll keep. Yeah, we'll do more of this. We'll keep reading it. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it. Yeah. All right. So this is the pandemic podcast. Yeah. I'm Dustin. I'm Johanna. And we'll see you next time.